And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, June 15th, and we are delighted that you are joining us. We hope that you have had a good beginning of your week. We intend to make it better. How? By answering your questions. Now, remember, your financial questions, they can be a variety of questions, not anything remotely financial, but you have to send us those emails at askjill at jillonmoney.com, or if you're on the jillonmoney.com website, don't forget, we've got a contact button. Just hit it, and we will help you out. Okay, ML says, I'm expecting money from an inheritance and it should be enough to pay off my house. I just turned 69. I still work and I draw social security. My financial guy wants the money to invest, but I'm not sure what the best way to go is. I need more info, right, Mark? That's not enough info to go on. It may be fine. It depends how much of the inheritance, how much money you have. There's too many factors here. Follow up with us. Yeah, exactly. How are you going to invest it? Are they going to put in some big fat insurance policy? No, I don't want you to do that. But we want more information. Okay. Casey loves the show. Casey writes, thanks for all the guidance and the encouragement. In December, I'm going to be leaving my employer for another job. Wow. In December already, you know that. I am now about 30 years from retirement. I plan to roll my 403B into my IRA. I'm wondering whether to do a Roth conversion of the $25,000 of employer contributions. This might be a good year to do it as my wife will give birth to our second child in August, to which Casey writes, yikes, or I mean, yay. So she's going to go on family medical leave. And so our taxable income is going to go down by about 20 grand this year. And 
we're going to be dropping down into the top of the 12% bracket. He says, as for me, I've got a little catching up to do. The rest of my 403B and IRA funds are Roth. My wife and I have eight months of living expenses in an emergency fund from which I could pull to pay the tax for the conversion. Should I do it? Would I be better to conserve the emergency fund? But if you're in the top of the 12% bracket, if you're in the very top, then converting it is going to be, you're going to be converting at 22%. What do you want to do, Mark? Yeah, Mark says, maybe if you could squirrel away a little money between now and the end of the year so that we have the money to pay those taxes, maybe. I don't want you to pull any money out of the emergency fund. That I know for sure. Because with a baby coming, who wants to take on that kind of risk? Don't do that. That's not a good idea. Um, Okay, Carol says, you answered a question for me once before, and I hope you can do it again. All right, a recidivist questioner. Carol's got some money two IRAs in conservative mutual funds with a financial planner. Both of them are doing well. I also invest in a conservative mutual fund with Vanguard, also doing very well. What I've been trying to understand is the connection, if there is one, between inflation and the stock market. If inflation is coming, how will that affect my stocks? Great question. Usually, when you start hearing about inflation, people get all freaked out. They're like, oh, I'm going to sell my stocks. But Equities do pretty well in an inflationary environment. Why? Because companies tend to actually raise prices and they usually will adjust and make money over the long term. It's the bond portion of your portfolio that could get whacked around a little bit. But stocks usually hold up pretty well in an inflationary environment. Hal writes, my wife and I are retired. We're in our early 70s. Part of our IRA retirement funds are in a fixed annuity and we're not pleased with it. The returns are low. The fees are high, frequently exceeding the returns. Oh, we've had the annuity for seven years. So there is a surrender charge of just under 2%. If we get out in the next three years, we are willing to take the hit for the early surrender charge. It's money we have no immediate need for. Our question, where can we put IRA funds that is low risk, low cost, and a reasonable return? Thanks for your advice. Mark, would you like to go for the um, the low risk, low cost? I uh, So far, I can do well. I can do two out of the three of those. So I can give you low risk and low cost. And I can give you low cost and a reasonable return. But all three of these, I can't give you. I can't. So what you're saying is what's the magic bullet? There is none. If you want, if you don't need the money and you really aren't going to use the money, then what you can do is you can roll these IRA funds into a low cost investment company. And what would that be? That could be anything from TD Ameritrade, T. Rowe Price, Vanguard, Schwab, Fidelity. And you could just put the money half in the stock index fund, half in a bond index fund. However, that is not low risk. If you want low risk, then you have to go to a more stable investment. Are you coming from a fixed annuity? So what is the comp to that? The comp is that you just go to build yourself a CD ladder and you go to depositaccounts.com. And you can choose a bunch of CDs. You can go into a money market. You could go into a, uh, a high-yield savings account, high-yield money market account, all of that. Those are low risk and low cost. But if you want this I- ideal of low risk, low cost, and a reasonable return, sorry to tell you how you're going to be out of luck. Okay? All right. Last question is from James. James. Subject, planning for young child's welfare. 
Okay, here goes a different story of a financial planning and living in a financial world of change. I'm the father of three young children, one-year-old twins and a three-year-old son. We lease a house in Florida and we have a, own a home in St. Louis, Missouri uh, with a $270,000 mortgage. I travel as a consultant. My wife is CEO for a startup, 501c3 Foundation. Combined income, $628,000 pre-tax and taxable savings of $1.1 million. An annuity taxable of about $5,700 a month started in January of 2020. Non-liquid assets, cars, home, artwork, 210 grand. I'm 67. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. The guy buries the lead. He's 67 years old. How old do you think the wife is? Must be young unless they adopted. 67 years old. This guy is 67 years old. He's got three kids under the age of three. Come on. Come on. Okay. He's working full time. He's going to take social security at 70. And my wife is 34, 34. She's a retired. She's retired. My wife is 34 retired U.S. Army. Huh. Okay. Question. Should we buy a home in Florida and lease the St. Louis home? Should we lease a home in Florida and sell the St. Louis home? I don't know. I mean, I think you just got to see what the what what's available to you. It would seem to me that you're probably better off renting in Florida and owning in St. Louis. I think one he says would require some money, which is buying a home in Florida and renting in St. Louis. I don't like that one. Listen to this, Mark, this PS, he saved $234,000 last year. Jim, what should we do? I, I don't think they should buy a house in Florida. I think they should just lease it's better tax-wise probably to live in Florida and be a resident there, but you got to live there more than six months a year. So there's many variables. Number one, you got a ton of money. That's great. Number two, uh, you're going to have to figure out what to do with these kiddos. I would start to essentially try to put money away in a 529 plan, and that's what I would do. I would, all that money you're saving in tax-deferred stuff, you're going to have to start, you got to start putting money away into their 529 plans. That's what I would do. But he's got a lot of money. Mark thinks you should have more money because he says it's, but they got that. Remember, they've got that annuity that comes in. They have $5,700 a month coming in. And I bet that's just coming in for a long time. Mark thinks he doesn't have, I think he's got enough money, but maybe he doesn't. He's got, what does he say? 1.1 million. Okay. Taxable savings of 1.1 million, 628 grand of income. I mean, here's what I would do. You saved two hundred thirty-four thousand in tax deferred. I would save. I would really start putting more money in taxable, and I would start putting money into five twenty-nine accounts. And I would probably. I don't know. Like it, it's hard to know where they live, so I don't know if you can sell St. Louis or not. And I don't know how much it's worth, but it would seem to me that it's time to build up your liquidity. So I would avoid actually buying any more homes. That's my two cents. That's what I think. But I want this guy in the air so badly because I want him, I want to know whether he really thinks this woman was totally in love with him or whether she was in love with his pension. Just guessing. I'm asking. <laughs> anyway, that's some story. That's it for the show. <laughs> Gonna end on that note. Um, we, you know what? This guy needs a financial planner. I think he needs real planning. 
Because I don't really know. I can't get a sense of really what's going on here. They're saving a ton of money. They have money. They don't have that much money. How much is the house in St. Louis worth? I think he's going to have to get it. I think maybe getting a financial planner could be worth it for him. That's just my two cents. All right. That's it for the program. Do me a favor. Will you put your hands metaphorically on someone's back today and try to think about our mantra at least once during the day. So you're going to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back and you're going to say grit, growth, growth grace. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.